0: Welcome to episode number twelve of Slaying It with Santa Rob. I hope you've been enjoying uh, each uh, episode. You know, you never know who's going to be on the on the program. We've had uh, cartoonists, we've had professional wrestlers, we've had singers, and I uh, decided to stay with the singer theme this week. And this this particular singer joined the group that he's uh, currently with in two thousand six, but the group's been around since. Uh, 1969, so 54 years ago, this band was uh, playing their first gig in uh, Illinois. Yes, they're another Illinois band. I'm partial to Illinois bands. And uh, yeah, Head East is from Illinois. And I'm super excited to, uh, to welcome to the sleigh and Slay It with Darren Walker. Darren, can you hear me? Are we
1: on? Yeah, we I can are. hear you.
0: We are on, buddy. How you, how, you, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How you doing? You know, if I was any better, I'd be a,
1: I'd be the lead singer of Head East. Woo! Well, you know, there's always there's always number fourteen coming up. So keep keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> the the problem is I have no talent. Well, so. I don't either. But you know, I wow them with all of my flailing around and smiling and stuff and they don't pay much attention to what kind of singer I am. So, <laughs> Well,
0: I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta have a little talent to work with the boys
1: and, and, and you know, the, the people like to watch car wrecks too. <laughs> <laughs> so. well,
0: well, we got that going for, for everybody right. who's just, just now listening. I'm talking to, to, uh, to the lead singer, the current lead singer of Head East, Darren Walker, who I had the privilege of that meeting. Word. I had the privilege of meeting back in 2011 in, out of all places, Iowa. Been that? It's been that long. Yeah. And, wow. And I You're had to look it, it up. I'll I'll like all like all out of the two. <laughs> All I could honestly remember is it was a year after I had my knee replacement surgery. So, so ah. I had to I had to look back through the Rob I had to look through the Rom pew archives because I was still limping around pretty good back then. Right, and uh, it's, it's, I I I recommend the surgery for people who need it, but don't do it just for fun. It's not for the weak hearted.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, then you lost a bunch of weight and you got all buff and stuff, and and you well, know you're you're really living a good life lately. It seems like
0: well, well, just because I can't sing doesn't mean I can't look like a rock star. That's right. That's right. You know, and and, and you know Santa shouldn't be obese. Santa should be a fit Santa. So
1: yeah, absolutely. That's where it all happens. You got to be able to carry around all of those. All of those bags of toys when you're going down the ch- And it's hard to go up and down a chimney when you're a little bit thick. So, it, 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 you know, it's it was a, a good thing
0: for you. I've been stuck a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's go back for so, so people can learn who you are, how you got started in music. I,
1: I know you hooked up with Head East, I believe it was 2006. That was, yeah, our first our first gig was Halloween of 2006. We played in South, the, uh, South Beloit, and okay. uh, it was at a Ramadi Inn to like 20 people. They had moved in side of the, the uh, I think it was Hall Day Inn that we were playing at, if I remember right.
0: Wow. That was the first show. So how did Roger Boyd discover you and in- Before I even get to that, what got you into singing and have you always been a singer?
1: Well, well, what really made me want to be in a band was um, my uh, grandparents lived, my mom's side lived in western Kansas and my grandfather had a band. He played guitar in the band and it was the biggest thrill for me whenever we get to go out there, you know, to watch him play and I'd always try to get them to set up a band practice go watch but that's what inspired me I just thought it was so magical to watch somebody create music you know with you know what looked like just a bunch of strings and you know a piece of wood you know it was right it it just it just fascinated me you know and and um you know I learned most of my singing skills at the basement of my house just singing along to my stereo okay and uh you know as fate would have. I met a friend of mine who'd been in a band before and I told him I'd always wanted to be in a band and he kind of took me under my wings and started me on my way. And, uh, you know, it, it just keeps getting better and better. It seems like.
0: When you were singing in your basement, who were your, I think you and I are pretty close in age, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm wondering. Yeah, who I some just of turned, you.
1: I just turned 60. So you, you just turned
0: 60. I'm 61. Yep. Now see, so- here we
1: are right there together. We're
0: right there. So who are your influences? Who are you listening to back in the early 70s and throughout those times?
1: Oh, well, probably the same stuff you were, you know, um, listen to Boston, listen to Aerosmith, listen to uh, a, 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 um, my first Head East album. Well, I think it was a Pancake, but I didn't really listen to that too much. The thing that really turned me on to Head East was the Arrows album. Uh, You and I, are we're on the same uh, album. Well, I I heard that and I go, wow. You know, because, you know, it was a rock album and John was just on fire. His voice. Yeah. You know, and and not just on the recording, but when they were live, too, because they were actually the second concert I ever went and seen. And it was, you know, while they were, it was on the tour that they were recording the live album for. So they played a lot of the stuff off the Arrows album. It was great.
0: And the The Arrows album is by far my favorite. I Mine too. I don't know if you know. I, I had uh, John on on. Well, John was my first guest ever on the on the podcast. Yeah, right. And right? And I, we've talked a few times about our favorite albums, and his favorite is also the is The Arrows. And I used to hang out in a. I grew up in northern Wisconsin in the stereo shop that I used to hang out with. They had this massive wall of speakers, and we always put on Since You've Been Gone just, just to lose our minds and demo these monster speakers that we had. And there was nothing better, and, and, you're, and you're a thousand times right. That is a true rock album. Why can't we have that stuff anymore? Did I lose you, Darren? Darren, you're gone. Try we, this we again. Can you hear me? We we, we lost you. Yeah. What you do? What you do? Disconnect I wonder.
1: Us? I wonder. You know, my my phone went dark. The screen went into screensaver, and I wonder if that's a no-no on here. I just need to wiggle it around every now and then to make sure that don't happen. Because it's probably about the five-minute mark when it happened. I'll bet you. It, it was. It I'll was. Bet, yeah, I'll bet money. I'll, I I'll have to just make sure I wiggle wiggle the phone around a little bit because I got my phone set up to where it'll go into, you know, into screen or, you know, it'll power, close the screen down. Like it'll sleep. Know, it'll that, sleep mode whatever. us. Exactly. Right. That's what I want.
0: That's it. So I'm not sure where, where, where we left off at. I was, I was talking about, I, know uh, we
1: were ta- I think we were talking about the arrows album.
0: Yeah. We are talking about the arrows be. album and, uh, the the stereo shop I used to hang out in in Wisconsin had this great big wall of speakers, and we always put on "Since You've Been Gone," just because nice. of how awesome that beginning was. And and like you mentioned a little yep. bit ago, that was that was a true rock album. And yeah, whether you absolutely what, and, and it just crushed me. And I'm probably going to start a war with some people out there. But yeah, Head East version of "Since You've Been Gone" is better than Rainbows. So well, I would I said, agree
1: with that. I would agree with that too. I, I listened to I you you could that and I don't even know that you know the big thing seemed like there was a lot of turmoil going on in Rainbow when they did it. Well, first of all, you know, um whenever they um Richie wanted to do the song, it was when Ronnie was still in the band and Ronnie just folded his arms and said, I'm not singing that song. And he basically moved on after that. And then he got um Graham Bonnet in the band and Mm -hmm. uh he 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 was really great live but to his own admission he's you know he struggles in the studio because it's different it just is different you know and he hadn't had much experience in the studio and it kind of sounded like that like you know he was a little apprehensive singing it and all that stuff but yes I I love the head east version of it well and there's more harmonies in it and you know it's 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 just a little more um a little more tasteful version of it, I think. You know, it, personal preference. Well, I mean. well it, it's punchy.
0: It, yes, it's it, it's not mega polished.
1: And, and you know, it, when you get into the when you get into the bridge part where they do all the ah ah, yeah. that was that's incredible. Yeah. And you know, when we were first joining the band, that was one of the first seven songs that we learned. And it took us the longest to learn it because, you know, we had to learn all of the. Well, the other guys in the band did. I don't right. I don't do any of the parts uh, because I'm singing the lead. But it was pretty amazing right. to watch them learn, it. you know.
0: Right. Well, and, and you're working with some pretty amazing guys.
1: I'd, 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 I don't know what they see. I just hope I keep fooling them and they stick around because they're the absolute <laughs> best of the best. You know the best musicians, the best people. You know.
0: Yeah, it's and and I know I'm gonna. This is gonna sound one sided because I'm pretty. I've always said the best bands come out of Illinois. Yeah, Illinois and Wisconsin, and Michigan in in there. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot to support that too. Well, oh, there's a ton to support that. Everybody, anybody who knows me knows me that, that REO is like the biggest thing in the world. Right. They're, 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 they're my band. But with that being said, Head East is right there.
1: <laughs> and right. right. And my, my wife's a huge REO fan, too. So <laughs> she would you know, second that notion. I, I would. Uh, it, it
0: crushed me when when you guys played together. I, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I couldn't make it. But
1: oh, um, where was it? Uh, we played. um Well, we played a couple. Uh, last time we played with them, oh, I know we were. Oh, we played. Uh, um, how? Oh, not which Dodge City was the last time we played with them, and we were supposed to play in Nebraska. Okay, it got rained out. I mean, it would. It was. Rain. Or no, we didn't yeah. play with them. And I'm sorry, I'm my, my brain's getting all messed up. That was Blue Oyster Colt and somebody okay. else that we did there. And we were supposed to play with REO. It was a makeup show in Nebraska that um, got canceled because of COVID. And uh, yeah. it rained up there. And there were six inches of standing water and couldn't yeah. couldn't do the show.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. Unless you're Taylor Swift, you don't play in the rain. No.
1: <laughs> well, or you know, the worst it wasn't even so much the rain, it was that they had this like in a a, a field that was kind of dug in the ground and the water was oh. six inches deep everywhere. Oh, Every, you couldn't even get in there. So
0: Yeah, that's a mess. That
1: that was that was what that pretty much ended. And then we never ended up making it up after that. So
0: all right. So now now we get to get back on track. You're you're cool. in the band. How does Roger discover you?
1: Um, In the uh, early 90s, I was in a band called Bad Gypsy. And um, the agent, excuse me, um, here around the Kansas City area, Frank Moyer, you know, we were getting ready to do uh, a CD or a recording and stuff. And he says, you know, really, if you want to get, you know, your stuff shopped, you know, you need to have some cachet, you know, you need to have a producer with a name, you know, and some other stuff like that. And he suggested mm-hmm. Roger. And mm-hmm. um, so this would have been like the end of 91, beginning of 92. And we were. And um, I really know what Roger really like my voice, but it didn't work out. Work together until it was like, oh, the, the next time I remember him, you know, to where I really got to sit down and talk to him was like 2005. They were playing. At Lake of the Ozarks, their end of the year party that they throw after Labor Day, you know, when everybody goes home and stuff. And it was down mm-hmm. at the Horny Toad. And um, I got to talking to him and um, <clears throat> I got up and sang a song. I, I just got up and did just gang vocals on Never Been Any Reason. OK. <clears throat> and um, the next spring rolled around and they were um, they 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 were playing. They did like a school of rock thing. Uh, and it was they had a stage set up down at Crown Center here in Kansas City where they had. Down and they were singing and stuff in the headline. And and um, <clears throat> he asked me, he goes, you want to come up and sing again? <clears throat> and I didn't know it. I was kind of semi trying out when all this was going on. Well, he got. And he was going to have me up on. But um, his keyboard messed up his uh, Moog. So. OK. He didn't get around asking me. I thought, well, it's no big deal, you know. And he's not going to ask me. So um, they came back for the encore, and he goes, you know. Then he asked me to come up. And I'm like, what are we going to sing? Um, so he goes, we're going to do Elijah. He goes, you know Elijah. Yeah. I go. Um, he goes, you background him Elijah. I go, oh yeah, I I know that because I was thinking myself when I heard him singing. I go, they don't really do that high, the high harmony on. Them, so I'm going to do that. And the look sure. on his face was pretty pr- That's when he heard me hit it. He got the, <laughs> the ball rolling. Um, yeah. And um, that's when he um, talked to Frank set up to uh, have me try out, you know, and as it would be, you know, the rest of the guys in the band too as well. So um, he was kind of ready to move on from the other guys because it kind of got stale with them. And, and mm-hmm. he wanted something fresh and, and I you know of course I asked him and they were buds because that was when Rich Callison was still singing and he was you know asking me about singing and I go well, uh, well our agent was and I go you know I go how's that going to work out I go the guitar player is the singer and he goes well he'd just get another guitar player or whatever and then Frank pitched to him to take us all on so um, wow. that's, that's how it worked out then he came up it was in September and we tried out and and uh, we had to put it all together and we did our first show that Halloween, so so and it'll the, be the 17 current... years this year, or so 17 years. The, yeah. the, the current lineup, they all played in your other band, yeah. Well, um, Glenn, of course, is gone, he had to leave for some health problems. But the same band, the guitar player who's okay. in the band now, who's Martha, Mur- he he played in London Drive, too. As well. okay. you know, we all kind of played musical chairs in that band between oh 95 and 2010 you know what i mean i came in as the singer in the band in 2000 and and uh, then basically we halted all operations in 2010 so but you know mark was in that band as well and other things that we'd play for but yes all the guys that are in the band are guys that i've played with around here so
0: (laughs) I just I just realized that I, I left us hanging on, on a comment when I was talking about the guys you played with before. I, I well, had the, uh, the, the, the the privilege of of uh, meeting well obviously Gre- Greg in, in 2011, but I right. got, got, actually had a good talk with him a couple years ago because he played bass with the Rikers um, with, jo- with John Schlitt over in Ohio. Absolutely and and of course him being a Kansas City Chiefs fan and me being a Packer fan we, we were nice to each other but yeah <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he, 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 you work with great guys i i have nothing but respect for 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 greg he's a monster singer and and what a what a oh, bass yeah.
1: player songwriter yeah. guitar player i mean all those guys you know i'm i'm the dumb guy in the band so I'm I'm yeah, the you, least intelligent of the bunch, so. But yeah, but but you get the honor of being the front man, and
0: everybody wants to be the front man.
1: Yeah, everybody wants to be the guy that runs around and acts like he's crazy. You know, I always <laughs> tell people. I said, they go, "How do you find all that energy on stage and stuff?" I said, "Well, I said because it it, it feels kind of unreal for me to be up there. I feel like that guy." that you know duped everybody in the audience into thinking that he was in the band and so he's running around up there on stage you know getting his moment in quick before they have security tackle him and haul him out the door that's how i feel the whole time i'm up there (laughs) like you know i'm running away from somebody that's trying to get me off the stage so
0: well it, it it comes off well and i just realized that 2011 was not the first time i saw you guys
1: Oh uh, was the it wasn't current
0: lineup. No, it wasn't. You you uh head east op- I don't remember who you opened for because there were so many bands that day. You played in Indianapolis at a rip fest.
1: Oh, the uh <laughs> was it a rip fest or was it the red, white, and blue thing? I thought it was was it the red, white, yeah, and blue yeah. thing we did? Yeah, where Hart was I, there. no, it wasn't that one. It, it wasn't it was that mil- one. okay.
0: It was it, it was at Military Park down by IUPUY in I, I want to say that you opened up for REO. Well, and we may have. I don't remember for sure. I, I'm going back a few years. I, I've, I've seen so many bands down there. I was thinking it was Nugent for a while, but no, Billy Squire, I think, was on the same same night as Nugent. So I'm, I'm right, all really? jumbled. I've, I've seen a that's lot of bands. That's all right. I've seen a uh, lot absolutely. of bands. Well, that's I'm, a good I'm, thing.
1: I, that's a good I, I'm, thing. I'm old. It's what happens. Yeah, uh, well, I'm telling you, after about 10 years, it gets pretty sketchy for me after, you know, like 2013 back and, you know, then things start getting sketchy on my memory, too. Then, Well, then, well, here, let's let's go a different direction. Uh, a lot okay. of the guys that
0: you and I, a lot of the guys that you and I grew up listening to are in their 70s pushing 80. I know. Do I you mean, want a few of them? Are, do you want, and we're do starting you want to lose a bunch of them, too? Oh, we're, we're losing yep. them and
1: it kills me, but do, yeah, do you see too. yourself doing that that long? Um, uh, uh, you know, I don't see any end in sight in it. You know what I mean? As long as I can, as long as I can pull it off and keep performing, you know, at what I consider a level, you know, worthy of, of, you know, playing out, I'll, I'll do it for, you know, because I do it for the love it's not a money thing because I could probably make more money if I quit singing and just do my regular job. But, you know, I I love doing it, you know, and the guys that I'm playing with are great. So, you know, love doing it.
0: And other than Head East, you do have a couple other side projects.
1: Yeah, um, um, we've got a band called Chaotic, which is basically, you know, a variety cover band, plays, you know, a bunch of classic rock stuff. And I'm in a Van Halen tribute. We call ourselves In Halen um, okay. that we do. And we've got um, I play in another band called Anthem, which is another um, basically just a classic rock cover band. So yeah, you know, in order to keep my chops up, I have to do several different things. You can't seem to do one thing and because I'm lazy, you know what I mean? If I don't have something pushing me to work on it, then I won't, you know, and then when it comes time to sing, I can't really sing very well. So you have well, to, you it, have to have, you know, have to have purpose in order to keep doing it. And you're doing, right. you're doing all these
0: different bands. The one I'm going to ask you about, because I, in my opinion, and I'm not a singer, I'm going to,
1: I'm going to assume that getty Lee has got to be the hardest guy to do. It's pretty hard. We I, I don't know if you'd seen the video of us but we do uh we do um it's it's not really a tribute. We do um uh, the whole side one of Rush 2112. Yeah. And we even do kind of a theatrical version of it which is a lot of fun. And um yeah, there there are uh, there are aspects to that that are hard. You know, I tell people all the time I said I can sing anything. But I can't sing anything all the time you know what I mean you have right. to trade off certain aspects of your voice to do certain things so you know you kind of have to be grounded in the center to a certain degree and you can't really you know push yourself to really become or sound like one singer because you sacrifice somewhere else so Getty right. Lee's kind of tough to, the the harder one that I have um, is we do some we do some of the Hagar stuff, the Van Halen stuff, and he's, okay. he's a pretty tough voice to copy. He's a yeah. tough voice to copy. And like I say, you know, Dave and him are so different, you know, that it's its tough for right. me to jump back and forth. But it's a great challenge. And when <laughs> I get it right, it's its pretty cool. But sometimes I, I'm not as good as Sammy as I should be. Uh, no,
0: there's only one Sammy. Absolutely. <laughs> There's only one Sammy. The I saw Sammy. I lived in in Olathe, Kansas, for a short period of time. Oh, nice! In a, yeah, in a seventy. When did I live there? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah. the The first concert I ever saw was at Municipal Auditorium. Nice. And now I'm going to date myself. It was March 12th. <laughs> I will never for, I will never <laughs> forget this day in a million years. It was boston on the Don't Look Back Tour with, oh, with opening act, so cool. opening act Sammy Hagar. And <sighs> I had I had no clue at that time who Sammy Hagar was. Right. I was I, I was there to see my hero Brad Delp. Nice. And, yep. And when I saw Sammy, and you probably remember those days when he used to climb inside the loudspeakers when they used to put him on the stage. Yeah, I do. It's like it's like, oh my, he, he's he's guy <laughs> and yep. uh, plain plain Jane was the single.
1: I remember he that did song that.
0: when he did that. That's when Sammy Hagar won me over, and then of course I learned all about Montrose, and you know, yeah, Sammy's the man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I
1: agree. I think with with him, um, I I really got into him when his Standing Hampton album came out that's oh yeah that's I, I knew of him but i didn't think a lot of him and i never got to see him live like you did but yeah. when standing hampton hampton came out that that whole album is just absolutely killer yeah
0: yeah I, and uh i i remember i was well, down to move forward a little bit i was driving a cab in rhinelander wisconsin for my brother david and nice. i was patiently patiently waiting for WIFC out of Wausau to play the new Van Halen song, right? And it was it was why can't this be love? Oh wow, and with Sammy, yeah, with Sammy, and that
1: was the first time I ever. Heard I remember Sammy that, Van- I remember. I remember that too. When they first played it here in Kansas City, and that was the song they played too, because the and hype I, was him joining the band and all of that. It's like who can replace David Lee Roth?
0: well this song just proved that sammy's the man absolutely it, not taking yep. anything away from dave because without dave there's no van halen
1: absolutely but i agree since Sa- sammy brought life back to the band yep well and you don't have to like you don't have to like the other it's okay to like both of them you know oh you've got you've got to like both of them i remember i remember being
0: a kid when i lived in in uh in Kansas and hearing running with the devil for the first time. Yeah. Or or, first time I heard it. It it just, it melted my mind because I could, I couldn't fathom Mm -hmm. how somebody could sound like that.
1: Yeah. I know. Right. That scream is pretty unique. Yeah. Nobody can do that dual harmony thing with their voice. Like he could. No, it was amazing. Yeah. that, 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 that first Van Halen album, when it came out, um, I didn't even know who they were. I, I was living in Iowa at that period of time. And okay. um, you know, Ben Franklin Diamond Tin store had a section of records there, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, mm-hmm. you know, we either got our records there, sometimes we would drive to Atlantic. They had a get a, a Gibson store down there, I think was the name of it. But um okay. I got a lot of records there. And I went in there and uh I you thumb through because there was no empty. Nothing, no magazines, no nothing. You just discover things on your own. If you didn't hear them on right. the radio. And uh, I, I seen that album cover and I go, wow, these guys look cool. I wonder if they're any good or not. And I flipped it over. Yeah. And in the special thank you part of it, they, they, they thank Gene Simmons. And I go, that's it for mm-hmm. me. I'm buying this. I go, if, yeah, man, then, then this, this must be good. And yeah. yep. put on running with the devil. That was the first song I heard. So. And. When you hear that thumping bass, it's like, oh, wow.
0: Yep. It's that, that whole album. It, it, and it's funny because I, I always tell my my kids that they'll never know what it was like to go into a record store. And You just described it perfectly. Yep. Yep. Is You didn't know we, what you were bought... looking
1: for. You were just looking for something new. <clears throat> uh,
0: a, a good friend of mine, uh, Scott, who still lives, lives up in Rhinelder, that's how he discovered Dawkins Oh yeah, breaking the chains, and that there was a there was yep. a store in Wausau, Wisconsin called Inner Sleeve. God, I'm bringing back my past big time. But I remember, I remember <laughs> walking in there. I remember walking in there and seeing ZZ Top Eliminator, and going, yep. they have a new album. I got a button. look. How cool that is! I miss albums, right. and I miss liner. <laughs> I miss I miss liner notes, and, and so cool. You know, I." And I can imagine how you felt when you saw Gene Simmons' name on the back of the Van Halen. Yep.
1: That was it for me. once, I, And he was the top of the thank you list. I go, that's it. I'm buying this. I go, if Gene's name's on it, it's got to be good. <clears throat> and it was even better than I thought it was. So, Yeah. And,
0: yeah, and that was half the fun is we didn't know what it was.
1: Yeah. And, and you uh, know, like you were talking about, Doc, and, you know, your friends would turn you on to stuff that they found, too. And uh, yeah. some kid he was probably about yeah oh he's probably about four or five years younger than me he had he had tooth and nail was the first album he picked up on oh man these guys are great and i heard it wow they are really good and um that's how i discovered you know you, you you shared you shared stuff like that because like i say there was there was nothing at that period you know mtv came along not long after that but it was it was uh Create a time where you just you you had to figure it out for yourself, you know.
0: It and I, Listen I to miss what the college those times. Kids
1: were talking about.
0: Yeah. 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 I I miss those days, and kids today will never know what that was like because uh, a a band now will release a single a month on iTunes or whatever platform, and then a year later there's the album. Well, I don't want to
1: buy the album now. Yep. I got all the singles. Absolutely. Yeah. And, or, you know it, it, it's just tough to sell music anymore too you know there's there's no way of getting the word out there of anything it's 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 kind of like looking at a lawn you know and all the blades of grass you know it's it's just really right. it's different it is really different it,
0: it's you know I, I remember getting up in the on tuesday mornings when the new magazines would come out and i and yep. i'd be one of the first guys to go look at billboard magazine to see, to check out the, the all the, the rock charts. And now and that, I, well, it's tough to
1: do it. I, I don't feel it anymore. It's not, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't have the same magic, I guess is probably the best way to, to put it. There's no hoopla about it. You know, you did, well, you had all the radio stations kind of pushing the agenda too. And, you know, it was, it just, it was different. You know, it was, it was a, they've seen you know it was a i don't know it was a lifestyle you know it's anybody yeah. that didn't live it, it you almost there's no way to describe it you know you had to have been there to no. live it you know
0: you, you had to be in and, and you know the the, the, the it, it's funny because and i pick on my daughter a lot we, we have a lot of similar music interests because i uh-huh. gave her my gift of love of classic rock but nice. Uh, she loves her, she likes her pop stuff, which I totally appreciate. But there's right. only like two arts she listens to, in my opinion, that will be remembered in 50 years. Right. And and the stuff you
1: and I grew up with is still on the radio and it's still played. And, and they're still packing, packing houses with it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I've kind of wonder, you know, 30, 40 years from now, what classic rock radio is going to look like. You know, are they still going to be playing the same stuff. Are they going to roll some of this new stuff in? I, I, I can't picture that. You know, it's it it's kind of weird. I don't know.
0: I, I need my classic rock. I just can't. There, there, there's a handful of new bands that I do like, and I discovered one a couple of weeks ago. I uh-huh. one of the college one of the college uh, college radio stations a few years back introduced me to the struts i really like the struts cuz they remind me a lot oh, of nice.
1: yeah
0: yeah but I, we saw them a couple weeks ago and a band out of detroit called max saturn opened up for them and huh. I'm, at first i'm at first i'm thinking god these guys are going to suck i hate opening acts they came out. <laughs> they're, they're they're all in their mid 20s they came out and i swear to god they look like steppenwolf they oh, wow. they were in, They were in the sunglasses. They were in the cool shirts. They were in the jeans. My my daughter's yep. eyes bucked out of her head because she <laughs> she fell in love with all of them. And, and right. they, then they started then they started playing, and they had such a seventies groove that nice. I, they hooked me hook line and sinker right there. So when I hear rock and roll is dead, no, it's not it's just not as big as it should be. And it's not being pushed by the masses like it was when we were younger.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, there's, there's no money behind it, I guess is probably the best term of it. You know, no, there's, there's nobody with any money pushing the agenda, you know, because, you know, there was money behind it back then. You know what I mean? People, you know, it, it, it's just different, you know, from that aspect, they, that it's, it's cheaper for them to recycle, you know, older stuff than it is for them to go out and mine new gold and, you know, take a chance and, you know, strike it rich that way.
0: And this is why t-shirts are 50 bucks and 60 bucks at a concert now.
1: Uh, absolutely. Well, and that's what I tell people too. They go, why is, you know, I remember when tickets were, 20 bucks to see, you know, 10 bands. What I go, well, yeah. I go because those people are making their 100% of their living off of concert sales and merchandise. I go, that's that's yeah. what they make their money off of. Well, I, There's I no money in the Boston, selling of music anymore. That, that
0: Boston concert that I mentioned to you, I remember how much it was. I, I bought my tickets at Camelot Music, and they were $8.50. Yeah. $8. yeah. And later that later that year, I went and saw Summer Jam '79, which yeah. was which was the Little River Band, Santana, uh, uh, blah, blah blah. Jay Ferguson, who didn't show because there was a storm that day, right? But opening act the opening act was REO. And it nice. Stormed, was that the one like where the,
1: the tornado got after him or whatever, and they did the ride in the storm yeah. out thing? Yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. I was there, and that, and that was one of was only twelve dollars. That was one of the ones I had over at Royal Stadium, wasn't it? Not, not that it wasn't that, it. Yeah, that was at Royals. Yeah, right. Because yeah, the first I, couple I of those there. they had there, and then after that, it was the football stadium. After that,
0: yeah. And I think it was a year before, before I moved there is when Head East played there. Yeah, I think. So. With, with uh, And I wasn't living there yet. And my life as a young adolescent was a disaster. So it was probably just as well I wasn't there. But.
1: <laughs> right. But <laughs> right. <laughs> Not bad so,
0: what, what, what do you see? Uh, in the future of head east right now what what's going on with well the band? we did
1: record we did record an album which is a, a lot of stuff that's um basically it was uh for um oh, cleopatra records and they do okay. a lot of re-records of you know um the original artists you know that way they have streaming control over the songs because if you ever listen to like Pandora, whatever. And you'll hear a different version of like Mm -hmm. the the one that I hear a lot of is Foreigner doing um, a lot of their their stuff with Kelly singing. And Mm -hmm. um, because they they do it that way, all the streaming instead of whoever the original record company was, in our case, it'd be him. And but there we did we did do some stuff that hasn't really been released on anything. I mean, we recorded it before. On some of the other stuff that we, you know, we put together ourselves. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm back again. Third, third times a charm. I let my phone go dark. That's what it is. It <laughs> makes you, In fact, in fact, I'm going to go here and make sure this thing doesn't screen save on me anymore. Can you still hear me? I can
0: hear you. You're you're, you're loud and clear.
1: Okay. Yeah. It it just uh, uh, you. Can't let your screen go dark because it just shuts the whole thing down. <laughs> out, screen time out. How about never? Where's never at? Well, I'll put it at 10 minutes. Maybe that'll help a little bit at any rate. I thought you could shut that off, but I guess not. Huh. I don't want your phone wearing. All right. There's 10 minutes. I'll I'll try to be better here. I don't... <laughs> I've never had to edit before. I could before, be smart. But... I'm just trying and... <laughs> to.
0: T- tech savvy. Uh-huh. Nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> all right, so we got the the Cleopatra r- recordings and when when can we expect to see those?
1: There's I, sometime probably towards the end of summer I would guess. Um you know, August I'm guessing is when they'll get it all done. We just sent everything off, so Okay. They got the artwork and all that stuff done and sent off to them so and they're actually supposed to be making lps so that'll be pretty cool along with cds too you know but with the lp obviously i think we 13 songs all together and the lp you're only probably getting maybe 10 8 to 10 because you can't fit as much on them so i think 45 minutes maybe is tops Okay. So whatever, maybe squeeze 50 on them, but you can't get what you can get on a CD
0: on a regular and record. And I'm not a recording guy, but why can't they get as much on an, an album as they used to be able to?
1: Well, uh, part of it is fidelity. I mean, you can really scrunch all of those scratches together, but it ghosts and it makes okay. them skip a little easier. And you okay. know, the, the, the a more quality record, you don't want to go much over 45, 50 minutes or else, okay. you know, everything's piled together so much that, you know, you you, you just don't have, you know, you, you take chances on it, not, not playing right or sounding good okay. is what I've had explained to me. But if you look, most of the stuff that came out in the 70s was anywhere from 35 to 42, 43 minutes long. Most albums, the Boston album, I think it was right at 40 minutes. Most everything was right. like 40, 45 minutes at the most. So, and songs were so short back then. Yep. Yeah, and part of that was radio driven, but yes. And they I wanted to make sure that they kept it three minutes or under.
0: Every once in a while, you buy a 45 that you had to flip over, like yeah. American Pie. <laughs>
1: like, like American <laughs> Pie. That was exactly what I was thinking. Ah, uh, I'm trying to think of another one, too that's the that's the main one that I could think of
0: thats that's the classic or or back back in the day if you really want to do it is you'd be in the middle of a song and your eight track clicks in the middle of a guitar solo Click.
1: yeah yeah yep well um what song was it that was on uh, the uh, arrows album that was like that oh I can't remember and you'd have to listen to it like that might have been open up the, I know it wasn't open up the door oh what was it? I can't remember. Maybe it was pictures. I don't remember. It was <laughs> one of them songs on there that got that got cut up like that, and um, it. To listen to it like that, but that's what they right. had to do in order to make where you didn't have a lot of empty space in there.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just thankful that eight tracks are a thing of the past.
1: Yeah, me too. I never was much of an eight-track guy. I was pretty much a cassette guy from the beginning. I had a few eight tracks, but not many.
0: It was it, it was frustrating enough when the machine would eat your cassette. Yeah, it was
1: easier to get that wound in there than it was an eight-track. I
0: I always had a problem with the Beatles White Album. That 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 oh, it was, really? was so that was a double cassette, it, but it was so much um, tape. It's they, they always yeah. squeaked. And you know, I I I wanted to blame the the record stores for faulty faulty merchandise, but no, it's there's just simply too much tape. And this this the white album was not meant to be played on a cassette tape player,
1: right? Yeah, you're right. So uh, a lot of touring going on right now or in the near future for Head East. No, oh, we don't have a lot coming up this year. The last two years been pretty slow. I know. Right after. And they open things up in 2021 from the end of june till like the beginning of november we did like 33 dates which is the most since i've been in the band in any space of time that we've ever done and yeah. then last year we only did like eight shows and this year it's looking to be about the same way yeah. i know everybody's prices have went up a bunch as
0: right. far
1: as the big bands go you know and when they when they do um when they do like festivals and stuff or whatever they hire the big acts first so they know where they're at with their money and then they fill in you know with everybody else afterwards and there just hasn't been enough money to do it so they take local acts or whatever you know to fill in the other spot so we've suffered a bit from all of that
0: yeah things haven't been quite the same since uh, 2020.
1: No. So we'll see. I don't know. Hopefully it'll come back, but it looks like this year is going to be pretty slow for us too.
0: Uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll be out there. So the guys can, uh, the people can, can see heavy live. you know, but uh, you know, it. That, that was another one that crushed me. I didn't get to see the reunion shows in, uh, in Missouri.
1: Oh yeah. And they were fabulous too. And
0: I, that, that <clears throat> one just, that one killed me because I wanted to be there so bad well, was- and,
1: and it was and- extra special for us because it was the first time for all of us meeting uh, Mike Somerville, right? And um, you know, and then he got—he basically we did three shows with, was it three or four that we did with him? And then he got sick and couldn't do it anymore, and then he passed away, right, at the beginning of 2020. So sad, terrible, too bad that we couldn't have got that worked out earlier, so we could have did some more stuff with him.
0: Yeah, and Mike was a player and a half. So though was that he, no, ne- he was. I never, I never, I never got to meet him. But
1: wow, we, you know, and I when we when we were practicing with him and stuff, I ended up taking him back to the motel because I had a van down there when we were in Steelville, which was our first show. So we practiced right there at the venue before we did the shows, and we were taking him back. And I told him, I said, I said you know, don't think of us too badly because we're staring at you while you're playing. It's not because we feel like you're doing anything wrong. It's just your approach to playing guitar is so different than anything that we're used to. We're just all in awe of what you're doing. You know, I wanted him to know that, you know, don't be uncomfortable that we're staring at you. We're just learning, you know, and Mm -hmm. watching in awe because, you know, he played, he played things a lot different than, than we knew, you know? Right. Well, and let's, let's face it. He wrote most of it. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he played it the way he wrote Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So you get to, you you know, for the first time and he changed some of the stuff too, you know, so he could compliment what Glenn was doing too, to a certain degree, but uh, you right. know, Glenn, Glenn played most of it. And we were just all watching him because, you know, it was amazing to us to get to watch him, you know, play the way he did. Because like I say, his, his, His mind, his his way of thinking about playing was different than ours. So,
0: hey, just a warning: you're at eight minutes and thirty seconds right now. Yeah, my phone here. Well, let let's go back. Let's go back to Iowa. Uh huh. What was it like to play with Steve and John for the first time?
1: Oh. It was it was incredible. when we got to, and of course, we'd played with Steve before, but that was the first time we we met. John was whenever Head East was inducted into the um, Iowa Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, and uh, um, he had one of his shirts up. Well, his um, the oh, I, I don't want to say assistant. I don't remember what her name was Sue. exactly. That kind of or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So. And she was there and, yeah, I rolled with uh, her he in the car. car. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, um, you know, when he gets up and sing, would you mind wearing the shirt? And she gave me this Schlit Happen shirt, you know, whenever yep. I get him on stage. Yep. I said, yep. Absolutely, I'll wear it. Yeah. So, you know, whenever he got out on stage, I come running out there with the Schlit Happen shirt on. <laughs> 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 John liked it pretty well. I don't know if he knew it was gonna happen or not, but he didn't know. Yeah, I got know. to <laughs> got to watch him play for the first or sing for the first time, you know, on the same stage as him. You yeah. know. And I told him too, you know, before we set it all up, I told him I said, you know, hey, whatever you want to do, you can sing. I don't care. I said, you could sing everything if you want, and I'll just go down to the audience and watch. Oh no, you're gonna sing some stuff. I do songs. I go, whatever you want to do. That you can yeah. sing whatever you want. I'm totally good with that.
0: Yeah, that was a that was such a special night because witnessing that was w- witnessing John and Roger after 35 years. We yeah, re- reunite and play. It's like, oh my! I that that was my rock and roll heaven. Yeah,
1: that was really cool. No and, doubt about and, it. We and, were all, and, we we're all real excited about it.
0: And you guys just blew the place apart. There wasn't a there wasn't a sad face after that show. It was just pure awesome.
1: Yeah, and you know, and the whole atmosphere of the place changed when he come walking through the door. Man, you could just tell when he got there too, man. Because people were like, "Ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> it was it was really neat, man." It was like, "Oh wow, he must be." here. Sure enough, here he comes rolling in. People want stuff signed, and glad yeah. to see him, and yeah, it was it was it was pretty remarkable for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I
0: got to say, you were the perfect guy to fill the shoes.
1: Well, it's like I said, I, I don't really have a voice of my own for the most part. I just, I'm kind of, I I would call myself a mockingbird. I just pretend to be everybody else, you know. And I'm good with that. I don't have a problem with that at all, you know.
0: If it, if it works, you run with it.
1: Absolutely. Maybe well, Rich Little made a living going around talking in other people's voices, so. I sing in other people's voices, you know. <laughs> and in, and people love it, it's, you know, so what's wrong with all of that? Plus, I enjoy doing it. So great. Well, it's, well th- it all it's was, all positive.
0: And that's what I was gonna say is I, I watching you, I could tell you were having a ball. Oh, the, yeah. When the audience can see that the band is having fun, the yep. we we eat, we eat it up. Yeah. And and and, yep. and and you know.
1: We, we ate it up, you know, it was it was a great thing to witness. And, and, you know, if you're not there, if you're on whether you're on stage or in the audience, why are you there anyway? You know, right.
0: Right. Right. So other than Head East and your other two bands, what else you got going on that people need to know about?
1: Oh, I don't know. Probably not a lot of anything. I pretty much live in North. Well, like I say, when I was calling you before, I was just making sure I didn't have to be beautiful because we went out in the garden and pulled a bunch of weeds around the plants we went on out there. And I told my wife, I said, man, if vegetables get to 75 bucks a pound, we're going to save money here. All the money we (laughs) spent trying to keep the garden going. Right. I don't know. I guess anymore it's you don't do it in order to survive, you do it, you know, as a personal enjoyment and you get to groan, you know, right. So, you know, and of course I've got my own little heating and cooling business that I have to take care of, which is very busy this time of the year. I bet you are. And, um, you know, pretty much life goes on, get to grandkids come up every now and eat bunch stuff out of the refrigerator and, (laughs) and get to see them and, I was spent the day, you know, my work, and he was down there working on that, and I drug in a bunch of window units is working on that. I got to spend time, you know, with – now I get to be home with my wife the rest of the night. Just a good life, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to call that blessed. You've, you've got a great life. Absolutely. You, Absolutely.
1: I would agree it, with that.
0: It, it's, it's so easy to look at all the negative in the world today, and, and as I say religiously, shut off the news please because no, there's so much, so, i don't we
1: don't even watch it here
0: there, there is so much to be thankful for man you you you've got awesome guys to work with you've got awesome bands to play with and you yep. got a good family life and, and when you got that you're a blessed man i mean i can sit and oh, absolutely. Compl- i i i sell music wholesale for a living and this is the most pathetic year in 18 years that we've ever had but you know what it's wow. okay I I still pay the bills. I still got a roof over my head. I got a family who I adore, and I wouldn't change a thing. Right. And and that's all anybody can really ask for.
1: You know, and I I always tell people, too, I said, you know, in order for me to feel like I'm successful, I don't have to be a millionaire. I just need enough. You know what I mean? I just need enough. I need to know. I need to feel like I can go to the grocery store and buy whatever I want to eat. You know yeah. what I mean, and be able to pay the electric bill. And yeah. you know, you know that's. I mean, that's all you really need. You know, anything else is just you know showing off.
0: Yeah, I, I agree so much. See, we got more in common together than what I, I ever imagined.
1: So uh, I'm. I'm <laughs> you're just a whole lot like me and you know, in real life, just from what I've seen on your Facebook posts and all of that stuff, I mean, me and you mirror each other quite a bit.
0: I, I just want to, I want to put in my nine to five. I want to ride my motorcycle when it's not raining and I want to hang out with my family because they make me the happiest. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So, uh, I'll, we'll wrap it up here in a couple minutes. Um, Okay. I, I ask everybody who's on the podcast. You're you're, you're uh-huh. in the sleigh with you're in the with Santa Rob. You got one wish, and you, you 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 being the lead singer of Head East and Chaotic and inhaling. if you could play with anybody, dead
1: or alive, who would it be? Oh well. Oh, boy, that's a tough question. Um, I would, I think, I, I would have loved to have played with like Randy Rhodes. I I think be cool to have done yeah. something with him. Um, you know, and it, I, people ask too. You know, what's the artist that really you know hit you whenever you know he died or or they died or whatever? And that was Randy because mm-hmm. it was really young point in time just so unexpected right you know but i think he would probably be the one i would i would like to have wrote a few songs with him you know that would have been kind of yeah. cool
0: that would have been and cool. he seems
1: like my kind of people too just from what the way he was described and stuff you know yeah
0: yeah i think that's an awesome choice i think that's a totally awesome choice and now when when you get people coming up to you, young young guys coming up to you, say, "Hey, I want to be a rock star, but I want to be a singer." What kind of advice do you give them?
1: I um, just make sure just make sure you're doing this because you love it. Don't don't do it because you think you're going to be a rich millionaire rock star. Because if you're doing it for that, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Do it right. because you love it, and make sure you're doing it with people that you love. Right. But- it takes all the fun out of it when you're playing with somebody with somebody or people that you don't like or you can't stand. I mean it just ruins it, you know. Try to try yeah. to try to enjoy it cuz that's what you're doing anyway. You know, and if if good things happen, then that's fine, but you know, if it's nothing more than just a bar gig every now and then where you go out and have a good time then you know, just make sure you're doing it because you're happy, you know. Right. Yeah.
0: I I, see. I can't disagree with any of that either. I can't. I can't. Well, you know, it's been fun. I got to do some editing now when we hang up and try to splice those
1: (laughs) you off on here. (laughs) And it just goes to show, hey, we're just human. Yeah, well, you know, and I get to flailing my arms around and looking up in the sky, and then I look down, and my phone's black, and you're going, "Hello, hello." <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I can't even get back in. I, I might leave the
0: hellos back on there just because they're kind of humorous. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Darren, you're awesome. I really appreciate you taking your time, taking some time out to talk to me today, and and I know the people who listen to us are just going to eat this up because what. what we did exactly what I wanted to do. We didn't get too deep. We just had a little fun. And uh, yep. just, just to give you a warning, we're under a minute <laughs> before oh, your next perfect. 10 minutes okay. are up.
1: <laughs> I'm shaking my phone. Shake my phone.
0: But, uh, yeah, I, I, I know the people are really going to enjoy this because I know, I know I've got Hopefully a lot that. of fans. Hopefully
1: famous. they enjoyed it as much
0: as we've enjoyed each other. That's what matters. And, and I really hope that we can meet each other again, you know, before too long, because since 2011, it's been way too long.
1: Absolutely. I agree. Well, you know, gets in the way and some, you know, you, you had some kids that had some growing up to do, but you've got them kind of all raised up and you can kind of do some running yeah. around. Plus you've gotten all healthy and stuff. And
0: yeah, you know, looking,
1: well, that- looking all good and stuff. And,
0: uh, well, hopefully my, my goal, Samantha goes to college this August and uh-huh. I can't, I, I can't retire yet. It's just, I'm going to die selling instruments in a, Never mind, I won't go there, but I want, <laughs> I, want <to> take time, <laughs> I, I want to take some time off and get my, my biker babe wife on the back of my bike. And I want to go somewhere and, and just, I'd like to go visit some old, some of my old homesteads because she's never been to Kansas City, and it'll be fun to go out there again and and just yeah, ride absolutely.
1: around on the bike. You need to let us know so we can come meet you somewhere and eat or something like that.
0: Oh, that would that would just be a ball. Yeah, I haven't been back to Olathe in ages, and I know that I won't recognize anything. Oh yeah, but, it's,
1: it's probably changed in that period of time.
0: If the only thing I honestly remember is we were just like five minutes from where the Nazarene College was. Oh, other, yeah? than that, other than that, I couldn't tell you a thing.
1: Uh, I'm not even for sure what that is, to be honest with you, either. It, it, <laughs> it, it, I, I, I don't know. I, I All I know, it's in Olathe. I probably drove past it a thousand times and didn't pay any attention to it because I'm busy There's a, looking at the GPS trying to figure out where I'm at or whatever, you know.
0: It, and, and I think that Piper Cub. The, the airplane company had a had a factory or an office out there. That's in the back of my mind somehow. Yeah, and I don't know in, about that. And the Olathe High School, I think, was was like
1: brand new back then. Oh wow! Yeah, I might have been working on it at that because I was I was doing well. I know you're talking in the early '70s. I I I used to do uh, architectural sheet metal, so I worked a lot yeah. on a bunch of those schools and stuff. Yeah. And um, um yeah, this, this, did, this, did this would have been late 70s. some of those. This would have been like yeah, Yeah, that's before my but, but I I got into that. I got into that about the mid eighties, so that was before yeah. then. Yeah, but, but but anyway. Yeah, you were talking you're talking about retiring and stuff, and I'm probably the same way, but my our our little dream when we retire is uh we're gonna get us like a motorhome and then like Oh, I don't know, a month or six weeks of the year when it's really crappy weather up here, go somewhere like Arizona or Florida or whatever, and just find a campground and just hang out there for that period of time. And I'm going to bring along my tools and stuff, you know, and offer to work on, you know, RV air conditioners or plumbing or whatever, you know, and make a little money down there. I've heard. And in those deals, man, sometimes you have to sneak off in the middle of the night because they won't let you leave when they find out that you you couldn't work (laughs) on stuff like that. So, see, But, go, you know, just go someplace and set up camp for a while and meet some new people and hang out and, you know, maybe pick a different spot every year. See, now Um, we do have to hook up
0: and and do this because I want to buy the camper. I can put it on the back of my Goldwing
1: and and just go around. Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That would, be, that would
0: be too perfect. Well, once again, I'm going to get out of here and let you go back to it. Darren, thank you a thousand times for this. This has been just fun.
1: Thank you too, Rob. You have a good quality evening. I will. And same to you. And God bless
0: you. We'll talk again soon. God bless you too, brother. Take care. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. A big thank you goes out to Darren Walker. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time out of your day and, uh, and talking to me. I, I had a ball and I, I know that our listeners had a good time uh, listening to some of your stories and just listening to us ramble. I had a great time talking rock and roll. Anytime I'm talking classic rock, you know I'm gonna light up like a Christmas tree. And, uh, and yeah, you did that, we, we had a lot of fun. So I hope we can do this again. And of course, thank you to Brett Christmas Mustache Wax. You can find Brett Christmas Mustache Wax at bscenterprises.com. Find the products that you want, use discount code Santa Rob and save 15% on your order. Also, a big thank you goes out to Hotspot If you love collecting stuff, whether it's video games or wrestling stuff, uh action figures and hot wheels and barbies and gi joes and all that kind of fun stuff check out hotspot collectiblesandtoys.com check out their amazing inventory use discount code santa rob it's a 15 on your order and as always a huge thank you to you the listener because without you guys i wouldn't be doing this and uh you never know who's going to show up in the sleigh on Slaying It with Santa Rob, and I will catch you next Friday for another awesome episode. Thanks again for Slaying It with Santa Rob. Ho, ho, ho.